Uh, Dave Harrigan, uh, I think in the next few minutes, Tiger is going to address the media. He's playing in L.A. at the tournament he runs. They're calling it now the Genesis Invitational. Will you take over while I listen to this press conference? What are you hoping you hear from Tiger? Um, that's a good question. I've never struck the ball better. I'm walking 10 miles a day. <laughs> some spin fusion in some undisclosed country has brought my leg back to where it used to be. That's what I want to hear. And also, but, and, and add to all the rest of you, I'm back. And you better shrink. That's what I would like to hear. I don't think I'm going to hear that, but uh, I am excited. It's my, uh, outside the majors, it's my favorite tournament of the year to watch at a magnificent golf course with Tiger there. Should be fun. Okay, on to a very serious topic here. Uh, this, this is a frightening study. And I'm not trying to exaggerate in any way, my view. I think this should concern Every single person out there. Washington Post featured in the Tribune and many papers across the country. Teen girls across the U.S. are engulfed in a growing wave of violence and trauma. Federal researchers released data showed increases in rape, sexual violence, levels of sad and hopelessness. Nearly one in three. High school girls reported for the year 2021 that they considered suicide. I'm going to say that again. One in three high school girls, 2021, say they seriously considered suicide. That's up nearly 20. That's up nearly 60 percent from a decade ago. I'm not done with stats that should cause you to sit back and say, I feel horrible, we need to do something. Almost 15% of teen girls said they were forced to have sex, an increase of 27% over the last two years. More data. Almost three in five teenage girls reported feeling so persistently sad and hopeless almost every day for at least two weeks in a row during the previous years. Girls fared worse than other measures too, with higher rates of alcohol and drug use and higher levels being electronically bullied, according to this 90-page report. Another frightening part of this came back to suicide. 13% had attempted suicide in the past year. 7% of boys. I don't want to dismiss 7% of boys. But just short of double for girls. CDC researchers said schools could be a lifeline as students struggle. Pointing studies showing better mental health outcomes in students who felt connected to their school. Again, the pandemic took a heavy toll on adolescents will already struggle with depression, anxiety, and thoughts of suicide before it began. This is happening in our country right now 
to teenage to high school girls. 13% attempted suicide the past year. Three in five teenage girls reported feeling so persistently sad or hopeless almost every day for at least two weeks. Going back to the data I started with, one in three high school girls reported, again for the year 2021, that they seriously considered suicide. Almost 15% of teen girls said they were forced to have sex. That's an increase of almost 30%. I'm going to take an early break here because I would love to get your reaction. I really would like more phone calls on this. You are a dad. You are a mom. You are a young female. You can identify with these feelings. This should not be a story because life turns over so fast. Should not be one of those studies where by a day or two from now, most of us don't even think about it. This is a crisis. This is a call for help. This is... What are we doing wrong? How can we reach out to children of this of this age and try to reach them in as many ways as possible? I mean, in an ideal world, to bring these numbers down to zero, we know that's not possible. Why is it increasing? And no doubt the pandemic and what happened with schools and what happened with illnesses and what changed in lives played a, played a notable part of this. But whether you have a daughter or not, if you have decency, compassion, and empathy in you, you should be concerned about what is going on. Growing up isn't easy. It shouldn't be this difficult. These numbers should not be this high. I want to hear from you. Phone calls and texts. This is startling. Are you surprised by these numbers? You're not surprised by these numbers. You know this firsthand. You were somebody in this category not that long ago. You're a mom or dad. You see this every day. You're a teacher. You know what this is like. Let me know. Call, text. Nonsense last half hour. Very serious right now. 651-461-9226. Please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. 651-461-9226. Our tunes today, did we uh, discuss a theme? Where are we at? You know, I had a theme. It was very Valentine's Day related, hour one. Hour two was going to be uh, some sweet love-making music, but given the topic we're discussing, topic, I felt that was yeah. probably not the best. So we're pivoting away for a moment. Yeah, I think that's a good call. We're going to get to uh, Jan and Donna in just moments. Um, we're talking about a study, and, I mean, here's a, a text, which I think it sums it up. I'm a dad of two teenage daughters, and this shakes me to my core. What clues should I look for? We're talking about this study, and you're the dad of, of two much younger daughters, but I, I want to get to you in a second. It's a study we were talking about. Before the break, and I want to, want to leave plenty of time for phone calls and texts for you to react, one in three girls 
say they've considered suicide. That is a 60% increase from 10 years ago. 15% of teenage girls, teenage girls said they were forced to have sex. That's a, just short of a 30% increase from two years ago. Three in five teenage girls reported feeling so persistently sad or hopeless almost every day for at least two weeks in a row during the previous year. 13% of teenage girls had attempted suicide the past year, compared to 7% of boys. Dave Harrigan, you have two young daughters. You hear these numbers and you think what? I'd be lying if I didn't tell you the day our oldest was born, thoughts about this kind of stuff weren't entering my mind. You know, when we learned, we didn't you know, learn in the ultrasound. We learned the day she came out that it was a girl. And I was thrilled, and I th- said, hmm, because numbers were already out six years ago about, you know, what opportunities girls have compared to boys, you know, pay discrepancies, certainly much worse stuff like sexual violence, things like that. And this is, you know, last week on the day of the uh, tragedy at Harding, my wife sent me some panic texts about that and school violence and shootings and stabbing, all that stuff. And she was feeling a lot of anxiety about it. And we had a little open conversation that afternoon. And she said, well, aren't aren't you feeling the same way? You know, doesn't this, you know, don't, am I alone here? And I said, it's not that I'm not scared about that stuff. It's I am so much more anxious about everything this study is talking about, about, you know, frankly, the way our our, our country and, well, I guess more so even the world just fails girls. And this is a complete failure, not just countrywide, worldwide of, you know, how how girls and women are treated, how, you know, whether it's media, social media, just Mm -hmm. blame everybody. You can blame and blame and blame all you want, but... Yeah, it's it's frightening to me, and you know I've got two girls that I can love up and build up as much as I possibly can, but it's pretty disheartening to know that I can do that as much as humanly possible. I don't know that it's that I can you know make fully make a difference. Honesty, I appreciate that immensely. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same exact way as. What you just offered up, our friend Jamie Ukis, in about 10, 12 minutes. Let's go to calls on this study and these startling numbers. Jan, thank you so much for calling in. You're on WCCO. Hello. I am a grandparent of two perfect granddaughters that are nine and six. And they. this just is breaking my heart. And I can't help but feel that there is so much that we as adults are not doing to build up and create an atmosphere where our all of our kids, but especially our girls, feel that they have agency, that they have the ability to be resilient, and that they can trust the leaders and the adults around them to make good choices. And what we are teaching our kids is, if you are a Democrat, you are evil. If you are a Republican, you are evil. We cannot work together to solve school shootings. 
We cannot work together to solve climate change. We cannot work together to do one thing because we are so concerned about our selfish needs. And the message we are sending our kids is it is hopeless because the people they are counting on to make the world a place where they can grow and thrive are failing them. And during the pandemic, I saw it. They saw parents marching in the streets complaining because their kids could not play hockey. Instead of teaching their kids, you know what? Bad stuff happens, but here is how we cope. Here is how we learn and grow. Here is how we help each other. It is just terrifying to me, and I look at my beautiful, beautiful little granddaughters, and I just want to cry. Wow. Again, like Dave, thank you so much for your honesty and only the best to your family. Thank you, Jan. Donna has called in, 651-461-9226. Donna, you're on CCO. Hi, Chad. First of all, um, kudos to, was it Jan? What she said made so much sense. I mean, how can our kids feel comfortable coming to us or those that they're supposed to look up to if nobody can get together and make a decision. I am 59 years old. And when I went to school, we still had family dinners. We still communicated as a family. There was no internet. I'm glad my boys are in their thirties now because they were just on the cusp of the internet, social media in internet have destroyed the lives of so many children. If somebody can cyber bully, they're chicken. They are a chicken. If somebody is a bully, period, they're chicken. Because they can't look themselves in the mirror and honestly say that they're a good person. Because I think sometimes the bullying is how they feel inside. I just think that our world is in a bad place right now. And as a young person in junior high and high school that had a severe eating disorder, nobody talked about that. But when I was able to actually go to a school counselor and my parents, I got the help that I needed because I guarantee I would be dead right now. Kids don't feel like they have anybody they can talk to. So they post it out on the Internet. Who, Who can see it? They don't even know who they're Mm -hmm. communicating with anymore. We need to come together as a family, as bring religion, whatever your religion is, bring it back into your house. It brings us closer to each other. I have grandchildren. I pray for them every night, every single night. But the sad thing is, Chad, there was suicide when I went to school, but it was nobody talked about it. You just didn't talk about it. You pushed it under the rug. There was a lot of that. Yep. Donna, thank you very much again for your candor to wish your family the best. Let me get to a number of these uh, texts here. Let me get to one that's very long, but it's another incredibly heartfelt message. Chad, my older daughter has suffered from this for a long time. COVID really dropped in depression. That was scary for my wife and I. We felt helpless and reached out to find as much help as we could. 
She did not graduate that year and had to do an extra year in high school. She's tried starting college this fall. She's now 20. Recently decided she had to drop because she cannot focus enough to get her work done. We've tried many counselors. She's been on multiple medications. We happen to have her safe at home, and we were working with her to find the best treatment. I'm talking with her about looking into some of the new treatments like ketamine and MDMA. My youngest daughter also goes through some of this depression, just not as much. I worry more about their mental health than anything. It is difficult. Thank you, everyone, to just being as honest as can be. You know, before we run out of time on this, and I'm going to carry this over a little bit with Jamie because I want Jamie's thoughts on it, Dave. We, we have this conversation at before the two of, two of us came together about social media. In, in the end, is it, is it better for us? Is it worse for us? Okay. Where would we be without it? There are many, many brilliant aspects of social media. But the lies that get thrown out there on social media, the not the disagreements, I don't have a problem with this, the hatred, the venom, the loss and nuance, and then let's just deal with what Donna and Jan and some of those folks are talking about, especially for young girls, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, the other platforms, and comparing yourself maybe unfavorably to others, the cyberbullying, which is out there, the ostracizing, which is only amplified because of social media. And again, I do not want to dismiss the when breaking news happens, the humor, the bringing people together who would never have that connection. But some of the parts of social media which are bad, Dave, they're horrendous. And for young girls and certain elements of the social media, it just ramps up that hatred even more. I think you said it. Parts of social media are really, really good, but there's so much of it that is, to use your word, horrendous. It's un- unspeakably bad, and I, you know, we we still don't know how bad. That's that's kind of the scary part. Yeah, that's another good point. Okay, we'll talk to Jamie a little bit about this and some other items. Our friend Jamie Ukas is just minutes away here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO.